gather close that you might hearken the story of Sorry Meadows, where four people set upon the dangerous quest to watch, love, and talk about every episode of the greatest TV show of all time, Community. Joining on this quest would be Sammy, the Andrew Garfield lookalike, Jack, the media illiterate, Reese, the XL wizard, Spike, the guy who does all the music, and I am your host, Mike the Nerd, otherwise known as podcast host the dickish. For reasons that should be obvious, Melanie was not invited. This week, the group concocted a plan to watch Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, in which the study group plays Dungeons and Dragons with another classmate to improve his spirits, but Pierce's jealousies caused their good intentions to backfire. What they couldn't have known was that they had just scheduled the most important episode of Intermediate Studies of Podcast and Originality ever, an episode which not only might save a life, but which would forever change the balance between the show being good and the show being the best of all time. Jack, it's your turn. Oh my god, Mike, oh. that was incredible. <laughs> Every time you do one of these, I think it's the best one yet. Yeah. Apart from and your conspiracy theories one, that one was just not The great. best one yet, to coincide with the best yeah. episode of Community yet, I think we must say. No, I, think I, would be, I would be impressed if I hadn't just watched Advanced D&D, because my standards are very high. <laughs> yeah, what, what an incredible episode. Um, not only because we're all nerds and we all love D&D, but because it's just a great episode with brilliant character dynamics. Um, we get full-fledged villain Pierce just evil man full-fledged um study group versus pierce uh i think neil's great uh i think everything about this episode is great i i just love it yeah i i agree it's not i will say it's not my favorite episode so far it's my sixth favorite of the whole show uh but i've still that we've watched so far but sixth of the whole show is pretty solid i think it's excellent it does it sort of does the feeling of a, a like a triumphant dnd game really well and the whole group get a moment to, to make you laugh. It's an excellent showcase for villain Pierce. Um, it's proper quotable. It flies by. It's got, I think, really good like messages about mental health and stuff. It's like sometimes you just got to reach out to someone if you notice they're struggling. And I think it's a really, really good showcase for Jeff because um, he does this thing wrong and then he's the one to see the repercussions and concoct the plan to fix it. Then at the end, he doesn't, say he doesn't like get defensive and go oh, i haven't done anything wrong the way he does, does a little bit but then straight away he goes no this is my fault how can i fix it and it's, so it's just a really good show for jeff being a good person um and it's also a special episode for me because it's the first one i watched uh someone showed it to me and then i decided to watch the whole show so yeah big one for me with um jeff as well him saying like it was so off the cuff as well like it he wasn't trying to be horrible to nail he was and it's explained yeah. to you know that's how he explains he, it but you can see in the flashback he's just saying it like uh we're all guilty of it because we've all at some point called this character fat neil even though we really shouldn't we should just call them neil and i like that after this episode um apparently the script stopped calling him fat neil and just started calling him neil which i really like um so yeah even though i've called him fat neil from time to time i always don't mean to. I always try and call him Neil if I can. Uh, Reese, it's your turn. It's my yeah. turn, is it? Ah, excellent. Um, I don't know what to roll for. I don't know what I want to do. Nice, <laughs> uh, nice I'll introduce style. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like this is the best episode so far. And it's, I haven't seen, I hadn't seen it in a long time. In, in a long time. Like, I, I'm struggling to think 
well, I, I started watching Community at the start of the pandemic, yeah. We're back in March. I watched it a few times through, but I probably haven't seen this in over a year just because it's not on Netflix and it, I, I, therefore I can't just pick it to watch 20 minutes. Can't pick Community anymore on Netflix anyway, but um, we'll move past that. Pierce is so horrible in this. And I think Chevy Chase gives an absolutely fantastic performance. Um, there's a real nastiness to his character that that isn't just him being casually racist. It's it's targeting certain people, and I I I don't think we've seen that where he's tar- he's properly targeted an individual. And you see that what happens when a really w- rich person with a lot of power and a lot of uh, and in a position of high authority really hammers down someone who's struggling. And I think it's a perfect ref. Um, uh, it's a perfect reflection of of well society in America in in general these days I'd say um, insanely quotable uh, just just lines everywhere like why is he a pirate bizarre <laughs> I mean, especially when I don't like being excluded Jeff do you yes <laughs> it's just uh, I think Britta is outstanding as well I think she uh, I don't I don't I didn't really remember like her her little environmental like save the save the gnome sort of side plot and it's, <laughs> when kyle dies it's really sad um uh yeah i think it's just really impressive it's thoroughly creative um it's made it, it you, you can see the paintball episode in it um uh, it's written by andrew guest the same writer as that and directed by joe russo and uh, uh, maybe may, it's, it's less actiony but the style of adapting the classroom settings the the study room setting into a into a like a fantasy world a different world like they they turned greendale into a western into a western setting in this they turned it into a fantasy setting without having to do yeah i do sometimes forget that like they don't have like animations and stuff to like do the adventure in this it's literally just the performances and the music around the table and it totally adventure there's only one other there's only one other episode i think of where it's entirely around the table and that is um cooperative polygraphy Calligraphy, yeah. Calligraphy, no, it's called calligraphy. It's and, a later one, Jack. And it's it's just so well shot. The performances are excellent. The timing of it. I said I I I paused it to look up something, and I was only nine minutes in, and so much had happened. I think there's only eleven minutes to go, and that eleven minutes is just packed. There isn't a single wasted second in well, this. Episode. It's like what you said about a few of the early season two, Reese. It does not feel like it's a twenty minute long episode. It feels two hours long. Because they pack so much stuff in. And Chang's blackface oh. as well. Which, oh yeah, that's why it was taken away. <laughs> there it is. Oh, they kill him off. <laughs> Fine. That is so funny. <laughs> when he's just Chang was just there. <laughs> oh yeah, the, uh, and I Chang was there, and everyone felt too awkward to say anything. He doesn't even get a turn. He uh, <laughs> just dies. Sammy, Sammy, it's your turn. <laughs> Worst introductions ever. I am Sammy, the punch bag podcast hoster, baby. Um, yeah, that was. This is a this is a cracking episode. It's my number four of the show so far uh, on this rewatch. Um, kind of just everything that you guys have said goes. Uh, insanely quotable. Lots of character stuff. What Reese said about PSB is sort of actively and consciously mean. Um, it's sort of like this sort of this willful intent to hurt is not something we've really seen. Based um, your chubby like cheeks he's, he's with made tears off... of grief. Oh, he's such a... He's very hateable in this episode. Um, I think the genre gimmicks 
are applied very well. Um, like across the board, the sound design and everything just like really immerses you in the world. Uh, I think the opening music is the first time the music has been changed to accommodate the tone. Um, like I know we've had the different uh, designs on the fortune teller for like the Halloween episodes and stuff, but I think this is the first time where the music's changed. Um, uh, really other loved. than Controllable Christmas, it did. They added lyrics. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a solid episode, isn't it? It's so good. Oh, it's, it's just almost every line in this is so quotable. I've waited so long for this moment in the game. <laughs> um, I uh, very much... Shouldn't there be something to roll or something to Jenga? check? <laughs> I love Huzzah! Troy. He's like always nudging Neil and stuff as well. Ooh, Neil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really empathise with Arved in this. Because as Sammy and Jack can confirm from our many D&D games, uh, as me as both player and DM, I'm also uh, really bad at names. Yeah. I'm so bad at naming things. So when Arbet does this, his names are like Lavernica, Hector the Well yeah. Endowed, Mar. Mar. <laughs> Zippity Doo. You can't say. What's your bard's name? Uh, Bardock Bing the Mantle. Bo- Bing Bong the Archer. No, no, the bard. <laughs> no, his bard. Mephephistophilus. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Crystal Meth. Crystal Meth. Oh, incredible. Uh, but I, and I like that by the end. You can tell he's just given up. He's just like, by the way, my name was Kyle. No. <laughs> Kyle. I love that. Uh, that, just... that is such a Britta romance plot line as well. Yeah. It remi- I, I, don't, I went straight to Rick in my head. Like, cause it's just like she's found her perfect person and no. Yeah. And it's not even real. It, what, what brings it back to like, um, oh, this might be future in the season or or in the past but um it's where britta thinks troy is like suffering from something and she becomes yeah no, that's later yet. on yeah she becomes attracted to troy <laughs> because he's in a position of like weakness like this gnome <laughs> yeah she's uh, attracted to charity cases for sure there's an excellent like britta going too hard moment in this that i love just because of jeff's response and it's um Ooh, amazing, Neil. Well done, Neil. Wow. How would we have survived without you? Dial it back, Lavernica. What I never noticed about the study group is that when you get, well, not the study group itself, just the table, when you get an episode that's like got a really long scene set around the table, I've never noticed before that everyone is sat next to the person they bounce off like the best, I think. Like, Jeff sat next to Britta and they bounce off each other so well, especially in these early seasons. There's Troy and Arbed sat next to each other, which is excellent. And there's Annie and Shirley, who I think work really well together as well. So everyone's sat next to someone at this table. They work so they well. They always with. just go, aww, together. Aww. <laughs> yeah, but, they, but, but what, what you find that is that it's always a different uh, motivation. Yeah. Or once they, they say it for diff- <laughs> different ways. You know, I, I'm, I'm reminded when they go back to uh, when, they, in the, when, they, when Jeff and Britt is wedding. <laughs> and they, they both go, they both go, Oh, and one's like no, and the other's like yes. <laughs> now in this, um, this movie, it's like Annie's like in full on tears. Just no! at the end, it's like oh my god. Ah, uh, I don't want to say that scene because I know that some of you want it for your. I didn't moment, even but think of one. That the episode was so good that I that forgot. That scene, we did 
Can I speak about yeah, that scene then? Never before has sex been portrayed in a more um, entertaining <laughs> and mystical way. Do you know what? It's th- that scene <laughs> is made. Not that it wasn't great already, but it is just made by Troy taking notes, <laughs> and he covers the full side of I... A4, the entire back of his character was... sheet. There's how long is there? There are two words that sum up what makes that scene so great. Alison Brie. I, I think I don't know if I've said this before, but I think in terms of like actual like cast member, not character themselves, but in terms of cast member, I think Alison Brie is by far the funniest on the cast. Like she's got the potential to pull like the funniest things out of the bag, and I think her performance there is like so sugar, good. Sugar, Just, sugar, I have to, sugar. Yeah, exactly. And I have to wonder how much of like what she was doing there was totally improvised because like when she like when she like stands up and squats slightly and then like gets her hand to symbolize like Hector the well endowed massive dick because and I flop it out and just slams it on the desk. <laughs> 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 about the miming some of it you like oh, can obviously tell what she's miming and then some of it like what does that yeah. mean <laughs> the, the best one is her facial yeah, expression think... when she holds up the fingers <laughs> and she goes like two question mark no three question mark and then and then i'll be yeah. like no and then she's uh... like, four question mark and she's like uh... really shocked <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh it's this that it's like the start of that music as well reminded me of the gray havens <laughs> music at the start like which is a really sad scene and then it starts playing during the fucking <laughs> and um, we cut off for the appropriate amount of time I, before leaving i mean the the lord of the rings influence in this <laughs> is the, the lord of the rings influence in this is i, I think it's a weird like that i get it the music and the maps and stuff because it's popular but i i don't know how dungeons and dragons it really is but it does work for like the thing it's it's, it's a relatable thing and, it, and you're like well, this is what seven years after the release of the film. This is in and around the Hobbit as well, wasn't it? Like the Hobbit was getting filmed again, so it was definitely in the in the eyes of people. Um, great score. This this is why you Fantastic. need an album. For yeah, three. it's it's so frustrating that season one is the only one that's got like the soundtrack album out there because Ludwig Göransson's score in like every episode of this is so good. The uwu uwu one is my favourite. There's a there's a big moment at the start of this episode for our for our podcast at least. Uh, Jack, you might want to tune out for a moment. Uh, when you're mm. they're showing at the start everything, all the sort of pop culture stuff that Neil's been going to uh, to to sort of cope. One of the things they show is a, a Day of the Daleks novelization, which means Doctor Who exists. Hey, that's from. Um, what well, we know it does. I, I never thought about it. I always assumed they had the other thing. Now that's obviously just a rip-off yeah, think... show. <laughs> do you think uh, it should have been Dead of the Blorgons? Blorgons. <laughs> Wait, was that was that um was that made into into a bo- into a role play? No, game? it was just it was just the the Daleks. There's a lot of oh, it's not just okay. um <laughs> Dungeon Dragon stuff in that montage because the, the I, karate was there. Kick Puncher Detroit is there. I <laughs> I karate chop the Dalek. <laughs> um Season yeah. nine, isn't it? So yeah, big big moment there. First first Doctor Who reference in uh in community. Mm. Is it nuts that a Doctor Who reference came after a Transformers reference? Yeah. I think well, American show, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think the um, the focus on f- I said it then on the focus on Neil 
Almost a fat Neil. Get out of my chair. <laughs> focus on Neil is really important because I know I already looked at what the next episode is, and that's where that's one where they introduce a load of side other characters. side characters. And yeah, it's like I was going to ask: it, Is this Neil's first episode? No, he was in the last episode. Mm, no, because um, because um, he what's his name? Duncan um, John Oliver. Yeah, Duncan was very rude yeah. to him. Yes, uh, fat, Neil's yeah. fine. It's not from an actuarial standpoint. Yeah. But oh, I'd yeah. say this episode <laughs> is the, maybe the turning point of supporting cast becoming a much bigger focus. Because next week as well, we have a whole B-plot that's all about supporting cast. The other side of the school. Um, like, this episode, like it's all revolving around a supporting cast member. And after this, they're all massive. Um, especially like the latter half mm. of the season and season two. And it's good because I don't think you get the parody episodes at the very end of the season does without having a really solid supporting cast first. Supporting cast, yeah. Absolutely. And then, yeah, the, where, where where Neil goes with other characters as well is really interesting. Yeah. And also the fact that uh, he becomes a superhero terrorist as well. And uh, What? <laughs> that, that That's the alternative. He's in the boys, If this didn't go well, that that's that's what would have happened, I think. He also... Um, <laughs> who's he, he in also, the boys? <laughs> Uh, he was just a, he just had a cameo at the shoots. start of an episode. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah he he shot up. I thought you were uh, going to say his homelander or something. I'm like what the? He shot, he shot up a store because because he was scared of superheroes or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, it's um, um I, I, I forget her name. She was just stoking yeah. racial hate, uh, Stormfront. basically. Stormfront. He also uh, um, yeah, when it. I graduated uni, uh, not when I graduated uni, when I finished my course after uni, uh, my sister got me a cameo from is it Charlie Coontz who plays Neil. Uh, that was yeah. he was very nice on it. That was, I really like that. <laughs> so he knows I exist. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Get one from Noah next time. <laughs> Noah Centineo, winner of the best <laughs> Noah Centineo. Uh, uh, I I really like the nicknames that they open with. It's like yeah. a really nice way of. As for you, Mike, this probably benefited you on your first ever time watching that you kind of got who yeah, the characters were reason, instantly. Because it was a school, I was like, no. They're teachers, because none of them are children. <laughs> <laughs> they're teachers. Like, oh teacher. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but like, as a as a first episode ever for you, was it was that sufficient for you to get? Yeah, absolutely, and not just not just that alone, but the rest of the episode is a really good showcase of what every single character is. So I felt like from having seen this episode alone, going into the pilot. I already knew exactly who everyone was. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it really works. Do you want to... Has anyone got a list of the nicknames up? Should we go down them and see how much we agree? Uh, it's Jeff the Liar, son of yeah. William the Belly. Yeah. Is that the... Hold on. Is that the first time we've got Jeff Stan's name? I mm, don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... I didn't even know he had a... Uh, some well. big stuff. <laughs> Annie... Annie the Troy Day the Obtuse. Annie, Troy the Obtuse. Troy obtuse. <laughs> That's excellent. Shirley the Cloy. Shirley the Cloyin. Oh, hello. Um, uh, I bet the un- undiagnosable. I bet the undiagnosable, and then Britta Pierce. needlessly defiant. But she's bringing up points about Julian, Julian Assange is so a right. modern day, and then it cuts off. I think. Yeah, she's she's not needlessly defiant. She's completely defiant in need. She, that, that's a very good. I, Maybe the point she brings Britta up. I think Britta as a whole, needlessly defiant. She has more arguments about things yeah. that don't matter than a YouTube comment section. <laughs> uh, 
And you are the AT and T of people. Grandpa the flatulent <laughs> and Pierce the insensitive. Pierce the dickish is my favourite of those. <laughs> And, and the, the dickish. dickish. And yeah. then they noticed that and Chang, Chang was there all along, and everyone felt too <laughs> awkward to say it. <laughs> what would Chang's had... nickname be? Chang's the Chang the crazy. No, just Chang. It's enough. You've got to speak his Chang. Uh, what you do? Chang the Changry. Every one of their other nicknames, and you apply them to Chang. <laughs> I uh, abduce. And then add a few more. Undiagnosable. <laughs> dickish. Uh, oh, no, what, Mike. What is... Mike. He is diagnosable. Yeah. He has. Oh, no. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I, I think that... Oh. Worst plotline in this whole yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I do like the fact that um, the actual like playing of the game is is, is fun as well. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's like the, the, the roles with the background music. They they, te- they put a lot of effort into like the... But when they go to the bar, it's like... You can hear chatter in the background, and I love the fact that Jeff starts playing it really yeah. well. He gets into it right. Really can we just do? Right, let's do this. You no, do that. You do that. And you this know, is something we've spoken about a lot. Jeff is secretly a huge nerd. Like every time anything like this starts, he's yes. really defined at first, but gets into it massively. And this, he does the same. Like the only time, like he struggles at first with his very first move, but then the only time he struggles with anything after that is that he doesn't want to hit on Arben. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, it like it was his out. first no, time. No, he actively calls. He says, "I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. Everything in this game is silly." Yeah, but he's still playing. Every single D and D player admits that every single thing in D and D is silly. Oh yeah, D and D is stupid, my, but it's great. My bar turns and, uh, into a what am I not good at? What am I not good at? Sex. <laughs> Abed, look at what you're doing and understand that I don't want to. You've offended the bard. No, but the thing is, though, Je- Jeff was like, he was talking to Arbed in that moment. He was like, yeah. Look, I don't feel comfortable with this. He said it clearly, you know, Jeff was a good player at can, his table. Can I, can, can I say something about Arbed now, though? You may. It's quite sick what he wanted yeah. him to do. Uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I would have, I, I think everyone would have gone, no. Well, what? Arbed, stop and, and look what you're doing. That's disgusting. What you do when a player wants to do that is you tell them that their char- the character and their player leave the room and go to another room. And then you carry on with the other players. Yeah, because that yeah, yeah, because in that situation they're all watching. <laughs> they're all in the yeah, barn what, as well. Uh... well. I love how it cut like it does what? the whole montage and then it cuts <laughs> to our bed and he's like two guys arms above his head making yeah. weird noises. Yeah. <laughs> What's the line that um, Jeff says? Come on Arbed. everyone's like, uh you try that with a lot of women and Shirley's like works for me. Uh, I don't normally do this, but you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Can you give me a Pegasus? And I promise to fill her up on the way back. It works, works for me. I really like sort of going back to... We're sort of just hopping all over the place this episode, but that's okay. Um, I really like that it's Jeff that noticed Neil initially. And then he, he spent, on his own, time building up that relationship with him to the point that Neil was going to give him all his D&D stuff. Yeah. Um, I just really like that, even though we later get the reveal that Jeff was the instigator, as Jack said, he wasn't doing that to be mean. And he, for him, that was probably just an offhand comment, you know, and he never thought, he did probably never thought about it again. But he still noticed the effect. Uh, he, um, he still noticed, even though for him, that was an offhand comment. It didn't mean anything to him. When it was getting nailed down, he noticed and he took the time by himself to 
try and look after this kid and then later on got yeah. the study group's help. But I love yeah. that it's just, Jeff It's Nichols. such an important stepping stone in Jeff's arc to becoming a better person. Like, because Jeff in episode one is a total dick. But like <laughs> all throughout the show, he does get like nicer and nicer. And I think this is one of the most like important jumps in it. Like season episode one, Jeff wouldn't have done this. Yeah, and the oh, next, no. and the next episode as well, because again, again, he's the main character, isn't he, Jeff? And we, I, I think we sort of see Green Tail through his eyes. I mean, even the stuff that happens in series four, five, six, it's predominantly seen through Jeff's perspective first, and then like the other main characters tend to come in. Um, so yeah, it's it's good to see that that transition. That they're, they're expanding on the the world, the world. They're expanding on the school. Uh, they're giving it a bit of color. Uh, and a few more characters. There's no Dean in this episode. Oh, oh, that's right. There was a always, always Jack, sad with no Dean. Just wait. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Oh um, no. <laughs> there's. Um, yeah, but um, I'd say that my my favorite. I'd say my favorite part of the episode was eventually where they get onto that that scene when they they're like they all stop because Pierce is playing himself. They don't have to pretend what they say with Pierce because they're not as if they're mm. saying it to a character. And when they when they all go, I yeah. pity oh, you. It's, so it's like blinking egg. Mm. And it's like it's not that it's, ju- it's not just um, fat. Not just Neil who says it. Oh, not Reece. just Neil who says it. Yeah, you know, they all say it. And, ve- and like I, every time someone says I pity you, and he responds saying I don't care. And then even like Shirley comes into it. You got Annie in tears. I don't, I'm not sure if Troy says anything. And it's just like yeah, do you know what this 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 this, this is really emotional. It comes just after Pierce um, like being his most evil because um, just before Neil that, is the hero and instigates it. He's the leader in this circumstance. Like Jeff, Jeff's been sort of forgiven but there, just... and Neil's bringing it home. Because that, so that look when 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 they're all frozen, that look in Neil's eyes where he goes, "I'm going to beat you," because he knows better. Um, but like, lovely. it comes at just the perfect moment as well. Because just before that is Pierce being his most evil. Because just before that, he kills Kyle. He um wipes the his ass with the Duquesne sword. Can I just say? Can I just say? I love that twist. Yeah, yeah, it's no. not just... I, I didn't expect it to be Pierce, but it's a, just the fact, is that oh. random waiter from that random bar? I was he's like, good, oh, God, he's a good improviser, uh, He, yeah, he wipes his ass with the sword. He rapes the Duquesne family. He time... Time stop! Everyone. What, time stop? <laughs> the Duconis has many spells. <laughs> um, um, I believe the line is tons of spells, actually. And then he unfreezes time, oh, okay. and they're like, "You used your turn on freezing time." It's like, "Yep." On top of the other five, you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, the action economy in this is abs- absolutely buggered. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but oh, by the time you get there, you can fully see in your head Sir Duquesne uh, throwing that sword at the amulet around Pierce's neck. You can fully see Beautiful. it, even though mm. they're just sat at a table rolling a dice. And like yeah. when they um when Arbed rolls that nineteen and everyone cheers, like you so feel it, don't you? You're like, Yes Yeah, because they tried to roll for a nat twenty and they just kept not yeah, getting a probably. nat twenty. They just so kept... they're just like nineteen time, we'll go with that one. Do you know what though? At the end of the day, even Pierce enjoys it. Because at the end of the episode, um when Neil's he like says that, he might Pierce, next week. that was one of the best D D games I've ever played, do you want to play again next week? And he's like, Yeah, maybe. And I think judging by something Neil says later on um, that I won't get into. I do wonder if maybe they played again at some point that we just didn't see. Ooh. You'll have to mention that when it happens because I might have missed yeah, that in my watches of this. 
I like... Uh, <laughs> I love Pierce's throne that he builds for himself. Yeah. It looks so good. I mean, <laughs> Just how, like, the stationary boxes. He gets, he gets the... Is it a Snickers? And, like, dangles it in front of Garrett and then, like, throws him. <laughs> and he's, like, hypnotised and shoots his up. I, I oh, had to carry this honestly, box from my car. It was very heavy. Am I just? I've got to say though, Pierce getting all the source books and stuff is honestly the worst thing for a DM for a player to do. Yeah, it's uh, cheating. Yeah, well, yeah, just like, why would you do that? It's just like flat. you know, it's you know, he like... sat there and read all of it, and the whole time he wasn't thinking, "I'm going to be evil." He was thinking. How can I win D and D? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. And it was advanced. Probably like read through the Dungeon Master's manual and was like, "Oh, you can't win Dungeons and Dragons. I'm still gonna win it." <laughs> uh, yeah. I just I think I I only have really like a few more stuff that I want to talk about. Like, I like whilst uh whilst he's there, I do like Chang in this um. Uh, I'm an elf, not a nerd. <laughs> like, I think it's a great I line. I am Ru- Teletops! The magician! Teletops. The magician, the magician baby! Magic user, baby. <laughs> uh, I really like his um, his death, like his walk out and fade as he walks oh. through the door. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, great editing. Um, yeah. There's one line I... He, didn't, he doesn't just rub the sword, does he? Because he... Says that he rapes the yeah. Yeah. Kane family, as well, which is just a bit terrible. Yeah, really awful. Uh, that comes up later too, because he's a dick. He's Pierce the dickish, or Grandpa the flatulent. And mm. and surely uh, that's an action in his. No, that would have well. been. Oh yeah. Off. Oh well, everyone else was time. Time stop. When he did that. Uh, I also really like <laughs> that the uh, the voiceover is revealed to just be the cleaner yeah. at yeah. the end. Like, I, I love the idea that she's basically just been standing outside the entire time narrating to herself. <laughs> she's like super bored, like vacuum cleaning. <laughs> just narrating what she sees. Ooh, guys, I have a question. I have an answer. Giant ears or a tail? Tail. Uh, I liked tail? Um, Troy's answer. I thought it was the cutest thing ever because everyone else can see that you're happy. So for that sole reason, I'm going tail. It is. Oh, tail. You can hear it, things from it, really far away tail. and you can wear backpacks like earrings. Free up your hands. <laughs> backpacks already free up your hands, Mike. Nah, I'm going giant. And then I'll bet I'll bet just sigh. Our bed just sighs like that wasn't a valid point, but it's a completely valid point. Giant ears? Yeah. Or a tail. Ah, oh, you've all gone for a tail. Giant ears. You can hear things. Why from would you really Mike? Why? Yeah, but you don't. You don't need to be able to do that. Oh, it's imagine true. the balance you'd get. Because we only hear things from this range. Because you know who's in this range? The people we love. The people who love. The people yeah. who love. That quote feels like. And oh, also, I think you like... would get so much shit for having giant ears. Whereas if you had a tail, you, you, you could either hide it if you wanted to. You. You seen Jumanji? <laughs> Well, okay, okay. How how big are these ears? Okay, what kind and what kind of tail? You know, we got to set some parameters. BMG. Oh, so like, so like your head-sized ears. Yeah. Or like what? Like a monkey tail? I don't think a monkey tail is. If these ears give me like daredevil-like perception using my hearing, that's what I'm assuming. Because part of Arbed's argument is the improved hearing you get with. Yeah, but I the thing is I don't 
I'm fu- I can hear things already. Like, and if I can't, if I can't, either they speak louder or I move closer. Like, I don't need to hear things so far away. What, why do I need to hear what's happening ten houses down? I just won't be able to sleep ever again. Giant ears take a function I already have and they improve it. A tail gives me something that gets in the way of my trousers. And oh, doesn't but you could it. adorn it. Imagine the fashion. No, it gives you an extra limb. Like, it could, like, pass me. Tails aren't that prehensile. And it would, it would be able to scratch my back perfectly. And Sammy, what, I can't what ever is it directly it. behind your ass that you can't reach with your arms? <laughs> <laughs> but like i could be doing something i could be like i could have two hands full oh. and they i could have i could be carrying something i could be carrying something that you can you you can utilize your tail to do stuff yeah that work yeah that question yeah it is monkeys use them all the time yeah to climb to yeah, hold so they, stuff, yeah, exactly. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Like if I if I was carrying something and I needed to open a door, I could use the tail to do that. Not to scratch your back though. Yeah, but I'm now missing other like features and you're just ignoring them. I'm not having a style argument with you. You just wanna you want a tail so you can scratch I, the underside I of your body. I've listed other things I could do with it, and you just keep going back to that one thing that I said. Tail is as useful. Uh, as you, you want a good? Sammy. It doesn't have a hand. Us. You can't. No, but oh, you wrap it round. It can hook around <laughs> stuff. You wrap it round, and then you. I'm can... not thinking. I'm not thinking of like a dog tail. I'm thinking of like <laughs> a monkey tail with like utility. If the tail could do anything, I wouldn't want it. Jesus, I, I'm not sure I, I just want a tail, <laughs> so it wags Jack, when I'm Jack happy. Jack just wants some people to know when he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was like a rabbit tail, then that's useless. Like oh, don't you get me wrong. Use it like a it has to be a specific kind of tail. <laughs> you can get like a it's really not... long thing. They don't thin extend. One. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we go on to standout moments? So yeah, we just draw a line under this. First, I still haven't decided mine. Oh uh, God. Um, I, I sort of already said it again <laughs> with the um, just a pad for time <clears throat> when they all start to when they all start to pity him um, in the end it's a nice little wrap up and Neil's the hero so it's lovely yeah best episode so far take some topping uh, Sammy uh, I'd probably say the opening sequence is my standout, uh, but we sort of discussed that a lot already. So just to talk about something new, I'm going to say, and I attack them using my additional notes. <laughs> it has no effect. <laughs> it has no effect. I think it's just like, that says everything so about Troy that I need it to. Like, he's game, he's enthusiastic, but he doesn't really get how it works. <laughs> uh, I've decided mine. I'm going to go for Troy's doubling of Hazard's Huzzah! Am I using that right? I'm a later when Pierce betrays everyone and leaves the room and he goes, Huzzah. Aww. The, the sad huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> oh, Troy. Now, Jack, I'm going to ask you your standout moment. And, and let's see if for another time this season, you just pick the character of Troy. <laughs> Jack, well, what is your standout? Well, I really like Nam. <laughs> Uh, I, it, we've already mentioned it, but I just love the transition of when Chang's character dies, how he walks out of the, the study room and then yeah. fades it's away. So oh, the music. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, 
Also, like you mentioned this line earlier, can we give uh, points to uh, I take my thread knife and I throw it knife style. It's a critical hit. Oh, is there anything I'm not good at? Sex. Sex. And then the way he leans forward, he's so concerned. <laughs> he's so concerned. Mm. Is a, is big, I mean, big it's already big completely yeah. obvious. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Oh. Oh, it's a, well, it's a really long-standing gag in the show that Jeff is just bad at sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a pretty selfish guy, so it makes sense. It's true, it does make sense. Uh, on that note, uh, all that's left to say from me is goodbye. And from Reese. Goodbye. And from Sammy. Huzzah! <laughs> Am I doing it right? And from Jack. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Huzzah. <laughs>